Hello everyone again, welcome to another fantastic episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bill Haven and the boy. Welcome indeed, it is the episode you've all been waiting for, the preview. You've all been waiting for. The preview of Ohio State and Georgia. In the college football playoffs in the Peach Bowl, Ohio State's first time ever in the Peach Bowl, which is kind of crazy. Of course, playing Georgia in their peachy. Playing Georgia in their backyard. Georgia favored by six and a half. Uh, before we kind of get into the meat of everything, uh, what have you and potatoes? <laughs> what have you been saying uh, just around the internet? Uh, kind of just everybody's feeling for the game. Uh, it's it's been interesting. I. I I think outside of Ohio State fans, it it, it seems that everybody thinks we're we're going to get crushed. Uh, so, well, heck, even if you look at half of the Ohio State fans on them uh, internet, uh, half of the Ohio State fans feel like we're going to get wailed on too. So, I mean, there there doesn't seem to be any respite anywhere. Um, I I'm going to be honest. I mean, I, I'm I'm I don't feel strongly about it. I, I remember. <clears throat> 2014, um, you know, going into that Bama game, I just knew we were going to beat Bama. Even at halftime, you know, um, or not halftime, I'm sorry, even before we got to the half when we closed it to one, I think we were down 21 to six. And you just, you watching that particular game, you know, the you felt the Ohio State was doing it to themselves. Right uh, to get down twenty-one to six, that they really were controlling Bama, and then as they closed the gap to one point, you just knew they were going to win. I knew they were going to win, uh, and I felt strongly going into the game that we were going to beat Bama. Uh, just, just felt strongly. Um, in twenty sixteen, uh, when we played Clemson uh, and got shut out, I, I didn't really feel all that great going into that game. Um, twenty nineteen in the Clemson game, I felt really good. I uh, felt really, really good, and for about a half, or at least um, a quarter and a half, I should say, uh, really felt good. I think we were up to, what, 16 nothing in that game. Should have been up, frankly, probably, well, at least over 20 points uh, at that point. But um, 2020, I did not feel great going into the Clemson game, uh, and I was I – was, um, Surprised, quite frankly, that we dominated like we did, and happy, of course. Going into the championship game in 2020 against Bama, uh, I wasn't very confident. I talked myself into it, and I, and I think, you know, in fact, if everybody remembers the uh, this particular episode that we did just before uh, that game, uh, you know, I had I had you know given a, a a reason as to why I thought Ohio State would win. You know, and, and frankly, I even looking back at it and listening to it, it's somewhat compelling. But to be honest, I still didn't feel all that great about it when I was talking myself into it at that time. Um, and if I'm being honest here, that's kind of how I feel uh, with this game uh, going into Georgia. And it's a weird feeling because, uh, you know, you know me, right? I'm, I'm, I, I like to talk smack. It's, it's fun. It's funny sometimes. And um, I want to talk smack to, to, to some of the things I see, even from Ohio State fans, because 
I go back to one of the things I said of, of, of you know, when we're talking about Ohio State and Michigan and, and their relative talent, et cetera. One of the things I said, Ohio State has a gear that Michigan does not have. Um, we haven't seen Ohio State in that gear very often, frankly, in the past three years. And that's what, what is frustrating. But they have that gear. And the reality is, if they come into this game like they did the Clemson game of 2020, I do think it'll be a similar outcome. I do think Ohio State has the gear to beat Georgia by two touchdowns, at least. Uh, I also think that the way Ohio State's been playing, that I could see Georgia pounding Ohio State like Michigan did in a very similar game where, you know, talent-wise, they keep it close, keep it close, and then Ohio State does something bafflingly stupid like they did against Michigan. And Georgia, being uh, who they are, take advantage of it. Um, And the question is, for this episode right now, which way am I leaning? I I really don't know. I don't know how I'm going to feel truly about this game until we get right up to kickoff to be brutally honest about it um i'm picking ohio state uh as i normally do you know with with all of my confidence points um but the reality is i just don't know right now you know you ask me what the keys to the game are i i i strongly can think of you know three or four maybe five i think number one I go back to the Michigan game. I, I said there were three or four plays. If C.J. Stroud actually just tucked the ball and ran, I think Ohio State, I, I, I'm not going to say that they, they win, right? But I'm going to say that game is completely different than the outcome. I will say that. And, and so that's key to me. And people have been making a joke out of it, you know? The joke's on us. I mean, seriously, go look at that Ohio State-Michigan game. I really believe you can pick about four plays where if he would have tucked the ball and run, the outcome of the game is different, as I obviously just said. You know, I mean, it's not a joke. Run the stinking ball, CJ. Don't force it. You know, we talked at length several times uh, this year, you know, some of the beautiful passes, you know, he's made on that sideline throw. If you go back and look at those, great, but they came at a time where he was pressured. And even on some of those, if he would have just tucked the ball and ran, not on all of them, obviously, but some of them just tucked the ball and run, you know, the outcome is is as good, right? Um, That's going to happen a lot. You know, Georgia... It's good. Hey, newsflash. You know, they're not going to give you the time. They're not going to, you know, they are going to force you to roll out and throw that ball. They are going to give you real estate, C.J. Stroud. Run the ball. Run the ball. (laughs) I mean, it, it, it does amaze me how scared he is. And he's obviously scared. You know, he can get up there and he can say all he wants about, hey, if they want me, hey, they want me to throw the ball, I'm a quarterback, basically, is what he's saying. I'm not a running back. I'm not running the ball. They don't want me to run the ball. Like crap. You know, I guarantee you, Ryan Day in the back of his mind is thinking, CJ, can you get over it and run the stinking ball? Uh, no, I don't believe the conspiracy theories where Ryan Day and the quarterback coach and CJ talk about him not running the ball. I think that would be the dumbest thing on the planet. And frankly, 
if you ever wanted a reason to get rid of a coach, that would be one of just being so stupid if you would have that conversation. Hey, CJ, don't run the ball. Yeah, whatever. Pull this leg and it plays jingle bells. Um, okay. I went a little too far on that one, uh, and it seems strange, I know, but I, it it just keeps cropping up in my mind. You know, for me, the keys of the game go back to the things that you and I talked about repeatedly throughout the year. And those things, if they look different to me in this game, we will win. And that's one of them. If he runs the ball when he has that opportunity, and as many people have said on them, their internets, we're not talking about a read option. Don't do the read option. Because even if he figured out that he can run the ball in the past couple weeks, he didn't become captain of the read option. That read option play when you run it is obvious to everybody, and that's why it always relatively always fails for us, because he's not going to keep it. And that shouldn't change now. Have him run the ball at least, right? Secondly, I don't know, and people are probably out there making fun of me. I don't really care. Run the ball with purpose. I mean, I don't know how to explain it better because I'm not an X's and O's guy, but I do know if you raid on the internet, people are saying the same thing. That It's just confusing. They look confused with their running game. You know, don't throw that stupid pitch like we've talked about many times. Don't have many um, design quarterback runs. You know, we're talking about CJ running. Have a couple of designed runs because they will, if they're executed well, will catch George off guard, but have a couple of those. And one or two wide receiver screens. Like I said before in the past, that's something, if, if you're making that your bread and butter, you don't know what you're doing. Truly. If every other play is a wide receiver screen, bubble screen, whatever screen you want to call it, that's not the traditional halfback screen from back in my day. Any screen that you run, if you run over and over again, it says you don't really feel comfortable running the ball. That, that's what it says, quite honestly. So do it a couple of times to keep them honest with it. See how they've planned for it, right? Because you know that they are. But, but don't, you know, don't run it but a couple of times. Unless for some reason, Georgia becomes Ohio State of the 2013 uh, Orange Bowl ilk, you know, when Clemson did it to us every play because we couldn't defend it. If it turns out after, you know, one or two of those that, that Georgia can't defend it, by all means, run the freaking thing all day. But basically, have a running plan. And I don't really care, honestly, who the running back is. You know, we talk about the mystery of Dallin Hayden, the mystery of Chip Tranum magically not running the ball all year, and then and then it gets Michigan. He's like getting the lion's share of the carries. I don't care. Give it to him. Give it to Dallin. Give it to uh, uh, my. I don't care. But at least look like you have a game plan, right? You d- run the ball like it's part of the plan, and not that it's because okay. I, I, I every time they do it, it feels like okay. I know that the f- fans complain about this. Let's let's try a, a let, let's try a running game, okay? In the way I'm talking is almost how it looks, you know, kind of uneasy. <laughs> you know, watch that pitch play, how uneasy it looks. You know, every once in a while when they try to run like an old school uh, option play, wow, that's hilarious to watch Ohio State try to do because they look so 
uh, uneasy. They look so confused and concerned and scared that they're going to not execute it well. I mean, that's what some of those plays look like, that pitch play. Some of their read option plays, some of their design quarterback runs, they look like they are scared to run them because they're not really sure of themselves. You know, so that's when I, be sure of yourselves. Line that offensive line up against their defensive line and have at it. Open up the holes where they're supposed to be. You know, find the gaps, open the holes, get through, run the ball <laughs> in a way that makes sense to even those of us that aren't X's and O's people, right? And quite honestly, just those two things. CJ runs the ball when he has the opportunity on broken plays. Run the ball in the way that makes sense to everybody. You know, and, and do it decently. They do those two things. They are in this game. They really would be in this game. That really will open up the passing game the way it needs to be. That really will keep Georgia honest uh, because they'll, they'll, they'll see that CJ's taking that real estate that's being given to him. I mean, those two things alone put us in the game. And then a few of the other things. Uh, the, the next thing that jumps to my mind, defensive line. Michael Hall is apparently healthy now. I don't want to see a big rotation. I, I don't. I, I want the best defensive lineman out there on that field as much of that game as they can stand. I don't care that you got another game coming up in, in, in you know, eight to ten days, whatever the, the time frame is, right? It doesn't matter. You know, this is the playoff game. You don't win it. You don't go there anyway, right? You got to give it all. And to me, that means that defensive line can't rotate. Take the, the best ones and, and have your, your uh, quote-unquote, sixth men on the bench, so to speak, that can come in and rotate because it's not plausible to just not rotate, right? Point is, let's not just do it because we think we have to do it because I don't think that's going to work in this game against Georgia. Um, and, and then it is, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say about the secondary. Um, everybody's talked about uh, you know, not crowding the line of scrimmage, blah, 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 against Georgia, like you did against Michigan all game, et cetera, et cetera. I have a differ, different opinion. Um, I think they got schooled on a play or two by Michigan late in the game, and then they fell apart. Um, I say they, they Stetson Bennett is Stetson Bennett. Uh, hats off to him for, for being where he is. That is one of the great stories. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, you know, he's their Craig Krenzel. Probably better, right? I don't want to diminish that. But at the end of the day, um, he's not C.J. Stroud. I think you load it and, and, and you get to him. I, I think I think you, you you get very aggressive with Georgia until you can't. If they show you right away that they're prepared for it, then great. You know, it, it, you're you're in the playoffs, four and five star talent, one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. Theoretically, I mean, you should be prepared for that. You should have backups that you can quickly pivot and switch to. 
right? But in my mind, you should go in there very aggressive, see how they handle it, right? They'll be looking for you to come out aggressive because you did against Michigan in your very last game. They will have those plays ready to go that Michigan killed you with. Have you figured that out? It'll become clear pretty quickly whether or not you figured it out. And if you haven't, you know, fall back to, to, you know, whatever that other plan needs to be. But I say go go aggressive, you know, right out of the chute. Um, but at the end of the day, it either way, no matter what you do, it requires those cornerbacks, those safeties to do something different, you know, to, to, to turn around, you know, like we've said all the time. It's another one of those things. Turn around. Turn around on the 50-50 balls maybe even just 50% more than what you used to, uh, and probably a lot better off, you know? Um, so, yeah, at the end of the day, it really comes down to me doing those things. If, if Ohio State has improved on those three or four things that I just talked about, and there's probably a few more, then I, I, I really like our chances. Because at that point, uh, it will be a team that Georgia has not seen all year. And I mean that. They, they haven't. Tennessee may be the closest, but Ohio State, when they get to the next gear, I, frankly, I think they would, they would beat Tennessee uh, in, a, in a shooting match. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think uh, so that's what it comes down to for me. So how about you? Yeah, I uh, let you go there. And I honestly mimic a lot of the same points, too. Uh, I think, you know, just starting out uh, with what I mentioned earlier, you know, I have seen a, just a lot of talk about Ohio State absolutely can, um, but we just haven't seen them put it all together, right? And they played extremely well the first half of the year. And then, yeah, they played, like we mentioned, just a lot more sloppy, you know, the second half of the year. And they've struggled to... Uh, for, you know, I guess lack of co cohesiveness, uh, on both sides of the ball, you know, they haven't strung together really a full game. And so it's, it's which Ohio state are we going to see? Right. And you know how you mentioned it, if we played Georgia last year, right. With the defense we had, I would have been a lot more nervous than I am this year because fact of the matter is you look at Ohio state's defense this year, they didn't get pushed off, uh, like they did against Oregon and Michigan last year. They held their own, uh, even this year against Michigan. It was their over-aggressiveness that killed them. And, you know, the secondary, especially the cornerbacks, not knowing where the ball was in the air and, you know, and, and losing those gaps when they were too aggressive and there was no nobody back there to, to tackle the running back. So Ohio State's defense can hold up. I'm not worried about that this year. Georgia's offensive line is very good, and no doubt that they'll be able to get some push. But I also believe in our uh, defensive front seven as well. Now, of course, yeah, I think one of the keys is going to come down to defensive line play uh, because you even look uh, in the games in the past. Our ends, our our rushers are very good. Uh, They get around the corner fast. The problem was, especially in the Michigan game, with a good offensive line, they can block that enough, and if you don't get any defensive line pressure, then the quarterback can just step up in the pocket, and that's what J.J. McCarthy did a lot. The ends would have gotten there, but the uh, defensive lineman just got pushed around so easily that, boom, he just easily steps up in the pocket, and the rush doesn't get there. 
And we saw that a lot against Michigan. And that can happen against Georgia. So I absolutely agree. If Mike Call's healthy, he needs to play. And there has to be a little rotation because you got to hold – you, you got to hold in the middle there, not only to stop the run, uh, but really just to keep Stenson Bennett in the pocket and get pressure. Uh, because similar with CJ, uh, you know he he's good enough, and the offense is efficient enough that they'll make you pay. And I don't trust our secondary, so the defensive line um, uh, holding and not getting pushed off it, it has to be there. Otherwise, it's going to be a long day for this defense. Uh, and on a similar line, I think I do agree they have to come out aggressive, but I think the issue was, especially in the Michigan game, the defense was way too over aggressive and the offense was way too conservative. I think that has to flip. Uh, the offense has to be aggressive. Yeah, I agree. And the defense. I agree with that with respect to the offense, yeah. Yeah, the defense, I agree they still have to be aggressive, um, but I think they played that cover zero way too much against Michigan. And it killed them. Uh, I think they have to uh, die that down a little bit. I think they have to use that more wisely because it felt like they just kept going back to it. Even after they got beat a couple times. Uh, but I think all the, the big plays that they got beat, they, they were in that formation. And so uh, I think you just have to hold back. You know, you're going to give up the run, right? We, we saw it in games previously when they were a little bit more um, basic. Uh, they, they weren't blitzing as much. Uh, you know, Penn State, I think even Maryland, uh, another game, they did give up some yardage on the run. Um, but those other downs, you know, they used more blitz packages. They were able to hold and get them off the field. I, I think you got to marry some of that in. Uh, knowing Georgia, you know, they don't have any – you know, like one guy, but they still have, you know, a couple, you know, probably third, fourth, uh, you know, round NFL type draft pick guys. And so it's going to be tough. George's bread and butter is running the ball. Uh, they do a lot in tight ends. And even watching some of their film, they seem to do a lot of quick pass stuff too. A lot of wide receiver screen, a lot of like three step outs to the flat, uh, which Ohio State has struggled with too. Uh, those quick out passes. And so... Uh, this defense, especially the secondary, I think they're going to have to play hard. Uh, our hard-hitting safeties are going to have to be ready because you know Georgia's top three uh, of their four receivers are the tight ends. And uh, shout-out to uh, Josh Pate from Pate State. Uh, this stat, Ohio State is, I think, 109th in the country defending the pass against wide receivers. They're second in the country defending uh, tight ends and running backs. Um I think it's a little bit different in how they get used, but I still think that's a pretty good stat. And, and Ohio State, especially against Notre Dame early on in the year, were extremely good against um, that tight end. Now you've got multiple of them with Georgia. Uh, but but I do think Ohio State will match up well. Uh, I do think our linebackers are good enough uh, that they can match up well with the tight ends and running backs for Georgia. Uh, and the question is, you know, can they you know, not let them – sustain long drives and keep them off the field. Cause that's what they're going to have to do. Uh, they're, they just can't get beat deep. And I just don't know how much of that we'll see. And I think you're right. If we see it early on, I'm going to be really nervous. Um, but I think, yeah, they just have to marry that aggression between both sides of the ball. And especially on offense, pretty much similar points uh, because the, the teams that we've really seen uh, affect Georgia the most this year are the teams that have been able to sustain long drives by running the ball effectively, uh, namely Missouri. 
you know, Missouri was able to, to run the ball pretty decently, uh, especially in the beginning. They just kind of ran out of gas, and, and Georgia was good enough to hold them at the end there. Ohio State has to be able to run the ball uh, effectively. And, yeah, that doesn't mean, you know, a lot of big runs, but, you know, running it five yards of carry uh, to where you can consistently get first downs. And we've we've seen that at times, but we haven't seen that, I think, for, for really a, a full game, you know, besides against easier teams like Rutgers. Uh, because in those bigger games, you know, like uh, Penn State, Michigan, they go away from running the ball. Uh, like it works really well in the first half and then they just get away from it. Uh, and I think the other big key, you know, besides CJ needs to pull it and run the ball. Uh, the offensive line gave him a lot of time uh, against Michigan. And, you know, we were there at the game. We, we saw multiple plays where he had receivers open. He just didn't progress through all his reads. And uh, we know he can do that. Uh, he, he's just going to have to have a great game, and I no doubt have no doubt that he can have a great game. Uh, he's just going to have to uh, obviously, you know, have one of the best games he's had, like Justin Field did uh, against Clemson uh, in the Sugar Bowl in, in 2020, which no doubt he can. Uh, other receivers have to step up. Marvin Harrison uh, has seemingly been the best receiver, uh, and there's been times where the other receivers have struggled to step up. Uh, or have big drops like Agbuka, especially Julian Fleming has struggled with, jo- with drops. You know, they, they are very, very talented. We have a great depth in the wide receiver room, uh, but those receivers have to step up. And they have to utilize them, you know, as much as I love Xavier Johnson, you can't be calling specific plays for him that go nowhere, right? Um, in, in the Michigan game, it was too cute. The play calling was too cute. When they were effective with what they do, or when they when they pl- called the plays with what they do, they were effective. And Ohio State moved the ball. It's when they got cute with those stupid pitch plays, uh, with you know like the the motion and then a quick you know quick out throw to like Xavier Johnson or somebody. It was those plays that you know you try to be too cute with and they get you behind the sticks. Because Ohio State can move the ball, and, and they did against Michigan, and they had a lot of yardage. It's when they got in the red zone. You know they only had three points in that second half. And they were in the red zone, I think, three or four times, but they only came away with three points. Uh, it's because they stalled because their play calling, just they got too cute or they couldn't run the ball effectively. So uh, that has to change. Uh, yeah, And that's why I feel better, I think, about this game because we've seen Ryan Day do that in their two playoff games against Clemson. They come out, the play calling has been really good. They played very well. Uh, and so I think that can happen here, and and you get a feeling from around the team. Uh, it looks like they're they're feeling pretty loose. Uh, I think you know they're in a good state of mind. So absolutely, uh, Ohio State can win this game. You know the problem is, of course, Georgia is extremely good on both sides of the ball. Their offense is very efficient. Uh, they have I think are hovering around the top ten, which they have uh, pretty much all year in terms of offensive. Uh, statistics and efficiency, uh, especially rushing the ball. They're, I think, second scoring defense, fifth in rushing defense. So uh, they're they're a little bit worse in passing, but still top 15. So very good on both sides of the ball. And I think their big playmakers are at linebacker on defense. they got a huge defensive tackle that's really good. And so you're going to have to be able to hold your own on the, on the line, first and foremost. And... On the other side of the ball, 
Uh, you got to be able to get pressure, and we just haven't seen that consistently enough, you know, to where can, can they do that for for a full game? I think they can. They have the talent to do it, but will they? Right, and that's kind of where we're at. Which which Ohio State team are, are we going to see? Right, and there is an opportunity for you know Georgia, what they've done all year to to get this game quickly out of hand. And, you know, we talk about the LSU game. They did throw for for 500 yards, but they were down 28 points at the half, right? And so they kind of just went for broken that second half. Georgia kind of tucked it down. Um, they're, de- they're, they're still not going to do that, even if they are a big against Ohio State. And so Ohio State's got to come out strong. They have to score quickly. Uh, they have to, you know, match for match. Because if they don't, it's going to be a long day, I think. Uh all that being said, I think Ohio State has the ability to win. I'm going to pick them to cover. I'm still not sure they can win this game. Uh, I think they can, but I just don't think I've seen enough all year if they're going to fully bring everything together. Uh, so I'm going to pick Georgia to win a close game, 31-27. And Ohio State will have a chance like they did in the Clemson game, and, and it just you know kind of is a heartbreaker. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Uh, I really think Ohio State can win this. Like you said, I don't feel great about it like you do, but I feel good enough that it's going to be a close game. I just I just don't know about the defense. That secondary, it's still a problem. And there's still fundamental issues with, with, with the cornerbacks and safeties, and that's not going to change over a month. So we're going to be healthier. Uh, some key guys are going to be back, which is great, but... Yeah, uh, you know, all that to say, uh, I still expect a really great game. I know they'll be ready. I know they'll come out swinging. It's just can they can they do it all for, for four quarters, which we really haven't seen uh, for most of the year. So, Yeah, so, so a couple of, you know, things that you, you mentioned I just wanted to, um, you know, touch on. Yeah. Um, you know, you had talked about, uh, you know, running the ball against Michigan, you know, and, 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 and it did. It looked good. It looked, you know, kind of like I described earlier, like, uh, you know, they knew what they were doing, that they weren't uneasy. Um, they were hitting the holes and weren't dancing around. And then it changed. And, yes, we've noticed that uh, many times under Ryan Day where um, it will look, you know, fairly, you know, cogent for a while. And then it kind of goes off the rails. And I th- and I started thinking about it, as you said it, I think, you know, CJ running the ball when he has the opportunity, I think helps with that. Because the announcers, you know, the media loves to come up with new phrases and new stuff all the time. You know, physicality, you know, moxie and... You know, uh, all of these things. Well, you know, multiple, you know, let's, you know, let's be multiple. Well, Ohio State gets off schedule. Uh, And that's what I think happened against Michigan because of, you know, you're not going to hit every single play. And so when they get off schedule a little bit, that's when they do stupid things like that pitch play or, you know, something else. Uh, Or CJ, when he's got, you know, 50 yards in front of him you know, decides, oh, I'd rather just not. <laughs> um, so I, I think those go hand in hand. But as I was thinking through it in, in, in your talking, I thought there's another thing. 
that neither of us have really talked about yet, which a lot of people have been talking about over the past couple of weeks. And I think it, it, it kind of adds here. That is, we really have a knack in, in big games of stupid penalties yeah, <laughs> at really critical times. That is true. And part of the problem with the running game, you know, when we do see it uh, functioning well, uh, I, I, I'm hypothesizing here. Um, but I think under Ryan Day, let's, let's go back and look at a lot of these games. Let's look at, um, you know, some of the losses, et cetera, and, and kind of identify that point in time where that running game kind of went off kilter. And I bet what you'll find it's, you know, when you are, say, in the red zone and you get that five-yard false start and then, oh, well, let's, let's just add another one to it. You know, they are one of the few teams, just as a quick aside, um, and I watch a lot of college football. I rarely see a team really compound the false start like they do. Uh, you know, I see false starts all the time, and yeah, you'll see a game that's right toward the end, and, and you know things are getting on edge, etc. And a team will have multiple false starts. It happens, right? But Ohio State just seems to really be good at it, you know, where they can really string together a couple of false starts and then throw in some silly thing like you know hands to the face or whatever, uh, and get themselves off schedule. And 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 that's you know those things, right? They, they coalesce around one another. You know, CJ, I'm not going to run the ball, you know, and I'm going to get in press conferences and tell people I'm not going to run the ball. Uh, and then, you know, Paris Johnson, whomever, um, false start, false start. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, hey, who's when did they run the ball with Chip, Chip Tran? I mean, he's looking pretty good, looking pretty good. Oh, wait, we can't run the ball anymore. Why? Oh, well, there's false start. Oh, we had to punt because CJ didn't want to take the easy yards in front of him, uh, et cetera, et cetera, right? All of those things coalesce around one another. When things start to go goofy with that running game, I'm willing to bet you throw in some of these really dumb penalties and you throw in you know, some opportunistic things that were not because CJ didn't want to take them, and, and, and voila. Then we start running more wide receiver screens. Then we start, you know, doing that pitch play and other bizarre things. Right. Uh, I think too. You know, you mentioned 2014, and I really don't think it's it's all that similar. And we've talked about that before. But I do think the one one thing uh, that Ohio State did that, especially this offense, will need to do is just throw it. Uh, you know, Cardale wasn't afraid to throw it up and let his receivers get it. And a lot of times it was just a, a chuck up in the air and kind of hope, you know, CJ doesn't need to do that because he is very accurate, but you have the receivers throw the ball to him, take the shots. Uh, they only did it the one time against Michigan. What happened? It was a touchdown and seemingly you never decided to go deep again. I, I don't know why you have the ability to do it. Yeah. You're not going to connect on every play. It's a low probability, but uh, you at least keep them honest, and more often than not, with the talent you have, you are going to complete it. Uh, you, you increase that probability because of the talent, both of your quarterback's accuracy and uh, the talent of your wide receivers. So I I, I don't know. I, like, like you said, we're not X's and O's guys. You have the guys to do it. Just do it. <laughs> I, I never understood why they don't play into some of those strengths. Uh, and so, yeah, you're going to miss some. I still hope they, I still hope they take the shots. 
uh, they have the ability to do so. So just do it. Yeah, you're right. They need to take the shots. But again, what does it come down to? It comes down to not getting off schedule, not getting worked out of your game plan, and you doing some of those little extra things like tucking and running, you know, uh, maintaining some discipline and, and, and not giving up that false start, et cetera. Then they can take shots, and they will take shots. You know, you can go back and look at um, – you know, that Clemson game in 2020. Uh, and I think some of the things you'll see with that is how it really can work under Ryan Day against this caliber of team in this type of game when they're functioning with discipline and, you know, taking what, what they're given. You know, the real key difference, I mean, Justin Fields was really accurate in that game. You know, Justin Fields was a pretty accurate quarterback. He's not as accurate as, as C.J. Stroud, but he had uh, pretty good accuracy at Ohio State, uh, but he also ran the ball. And to me, it, it really is a key difference. Ohio State was able to function like they did against uh, Clemson in 2020 because Trey Sermon was peaking. Uh, Justin Fields was basically C.J. Stroud with a running game. Um, yeah, our defense was terrible, but it didn't matter because our offense was in that gear that, that we have seen them in and have talked about and, and, frankly, have the talent to be supremely in that gear if those things go right uh, for them. Right. Uh, and you're right. Yeah, if, if we win this game, it's because of the offense. Uh and, and the defense doing just enough. And, and we've said that before, right? We don't have to have an elite defense. We just have to have a championship caliber defense. Uh, and, and we'll find out, you know, here in a few days, if, if the defense is able to do just enough, which I think they can, um, but still a lot of question marks, uh, which is why I think it's going to be hard for them not, you know, to allow Georgia to sustain drive. So if they do, Ohio State's going to get a limited number of possessions. So, uh, I think the onus is on the offense. The o- offense uh, is going to have to be efficient, and they're going to have to score uh, more often than not because uh, with Georgia's ability, I don't necessarily think that Ohio State is going to be able to get a lot of extra possessions uh, unless they turn it into the Iowa game and somehow force a lot of turnovers. Yeah, I mean, that, that's another thing too. Um, turnovers. Uh, I, I do think we need to – I don't want to say the obvious, oh, we've got to win the turnover battle. Uh, but more specifically, we actually have to get some turnovers. Um, I, you, you know, I, I do think you look at some of the the big games uh, that we've lost in the day tenure, um, those turnovers seem to be hard to come by, uh, and, and we seem to gift them, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah. Uh, well, what is your uh, what is your score prediction? How do you think the uh, the game will end? Well, it's a good question, Nathan. That there is a real good question. Um, ah, because I, I'm just unimaginative right now. I'm going to say forty-two to twenty-eight, Ohio State. 
Um, because, uh, this is not me talking myself into it. Like I, I did with, um, you know, national championship of 20. This is just me thinking, yeah, uh, Ohio state can win this game. And those things that we talked about, even though we talk about them all the time, they, they really aren't, in my opinion, something that they could not overcome and work with in two weeks. They're not going to be perfection, but two weeks, three, four, whatever weeks, right? Um, I think Ohio State will come out with a plan. You know, a couple of things that we didn't talk about, you know, we didn't talk about toughness. You know, that's one of the things that's going out there on their internet, and it's becoming just quite painful to listen to now because it's just such a conversation, soft, tough, blah, blah, blah. And you mentioned it, and I just wanted to touch on it. Um the defense is better than 2020. They're better than last year. The defense really will hinge on the secondary, to your point, and how they perform. If they can pull together a solid game and the defensive line can get the pressure, this is a much better defense than we've had in the past couple of years. Uh, it can get it done. Um, but it's going to take really key things from the offense humming. And I think Ohio State's going to come in humming. And that's why I'm going to go Ohio State 42-28. All right. I really hope you're right. Obviously, we want to see a win. Uh, it's going to take everything to get there. So quite bombastic. But obviously, I think we're excited about this game. And it's a big matchup and just a few short days away. Oh, how I hope and I pray that I will, but today I am still just a bill. Sorry, that's what I thought of when you say that you hope uh, that we come out like that. It was, it was. I had to. All right. Well, anything. I just jumped right in my head. <sighs> I hope and I pray that I will, but today I am still just a bill. All right. Well, Bill, uh, you uh, have anything else to add? Well, what I'm really trying to say, folks, is that you have been regaled with yet another fantastic episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bellhaven and the Boy. Indeed, and go Bucks.